0: The reason people aren't financially free is they don't know what to do and they don't know where to start. I want you to join Joey and I at the Virtual Inner Circle Live, April the 4th through the 6th, as we share with you the exact answers to those questions. We only do this event one time per year. I don't want you to miss out. Go to wealthwattwattstreet.com forward slash live and enter promo code PODCAST. When you're at this event, you're going to get your investor DNA, you're going to get access to up to six different passive income strategies. So, you know, leaving this event exactly what to do, taking our decades of knowledge so that you can start becoming financially free. Go to WealthWildWallStreet.com forward slash live and enter the promo code podcast. All
1: right, Russ. Well, this this month we had a little bit of a hiccup on our passive income. And I think it's because you weren't focused on our passive income You've been on all these phone calls with people when they go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash free call, the free 15 minute call you're on these calls. Like what, what's
0: the deal? Hey, I don't know if it's like the cracker Jack box, whenever you open it up and sometimes it gives you a toy. If that is when I'm not on the call or when I'm on the call, I don't know, <laughs> but but I have been jumping in some of these 15 minute and even some of the 30 minute calls lately. Cause I'm just so eager to hear What's resonating from our podcast, Diane? And right. I love some of the conversations. I was on a call the other day, and the guy was telling me about how he and his wife have been listening to the show for a long time. They're they're tired of doing the same exact thing that their parents were doing. He said, uh, like to verbatim, "I don't want to be like my parents. I don't want to be working into my sixties and my seventies without a plan. Mm. I want to start building passive income." He had three kids. He was a uh, he was a teacher. His uh, wife was a CPA, and he's looking at how does he build cash flow in a place that he can control and creates cash flow on a monthly basis that exceeds his monthly expenses. And that's my goal. And I, I just love being on those calls so I can hear what people are talking about. And if you haven't had a chance, I encourage you. As Joey said, go to wealthwallstreet.com for a free call. Our process is to understand what are you trying to accomplish hear what are your goals and know through that process, if it makes sense for us to to do a little more diagnostic analysis so we can say, here's what we believe is the right next thing for you. And there's five core areas, Joey, that we go through with every single person. What are those things?
1: Yeah. So we start with strategy and planning without a goal. what, What are you really trying to accomplish? If you don't have that, first of all, sewed up, we really can't help you. The second thing is your foundation in infinite banking. Where are you at on that? Are you a pro? Are you just getting started? You don't even know how to spell IBC. That's okay. Like we go through that and diagnose that. The next thing would be passive income. Where are you at on that spectrum? Tax strategies. And then lastly, um, structuring and like estate planning, that type of thing. So asset protection and those type of things.
0: If you're someone who needs help or needs an upgrade in some of those areas, that's the conversation that we have. And then there's some different avenues, both from a DIY standpoint or a done-with-you standpoint, that we can point you in that direction to help you get on the path becoming financially free. Today's podcast is our Passive Income Report. We publish it every single month. This is uh, August 2022. Hope you enjoyed the, the conversation around it. Stallion, let's jump in right now.
1: All right, welcome Wealth Without Wall Street Tribe. This is another month and we're here to share with you our passive income report for August, 2022. Russ, we had some highlights, we had some lowlights, and so maybe some lessons learned.
0: Where, where do you want to start today? Some things to work on, you mean, right? That's yes. kind of what you wanted to say. That's well, right. Here's what I would say. One, I, I, I'm going to start off with the light for me. A low light was in the month of August, I got to be honest, I took my eye off the price. I quit focus on or I didn't focus on our passive income as much as I normally do. And I didn't push on certain things that I normally would have pushed on. I didn't like find new areas for us to invest in that I normally am doing. I was distracted, Stallion. I got to be honest, like I don't know if others out there can relate to that, but for me, I, I feel like, man, I, I I got involved in life. It was the end of the summer and I'm looking at a report and it's, is lower than I would want it to be. And I I had to feel like to some level, I'm going to shoulder the blame for some of that. Oh,
1: well, I'm, I'm glad you're taking the blame because I I certainly wasn't. (laughs) Um, For those of you who are not watching live on YouTube or Facebook right now, The number Russ is talking about, just let the cat out of the bag, in the month of July, we were at $55,584. The month of August, it dropped to $35,782. Now, when you say you took your eye off the ball, Russ, and and our our numbers dropped, what would you say you had direct impact on that could have been different?
0: On this report? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay what I mean is, like I I wasn't you know I wasn't following up as much as I normally would I I didn't like you know didn't spend as many times in, in the conversations with our our short-term rental business that maybe I would have I feel like there's some areas that we've learned in that business that we 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 made some late adjustments to that we probably could have made before And it it wasn't all last month, right? I mean, last month was just a visualization of other things in the past. Like think about us mentioning, um, hey, we learned about the idea of Furnish Finder, which is a site where people, when their house is being repaired or whatever, it's just one of many sites that insurance companies use to be able to put a family into a furnished residence while the home is being repaired. I didn't realize that we were not on that, that website that to me, that was a fail. That was an area we had been on one or two others similar to that, but that's a fail, right? I I feel like from a marketing perspective, we've got to diversify further away from the Airbnbs and the VRBOs. Those are great. But when travel is less, right, when when people are traveling less, and that's what typically happens right before kids get ready to go back to school, there's not as many travel ball tournaments, there's not as many uh, family vacays or whatever, not as if Birmingham is a, you know, metropolis for vacations. But right. there are families that are traveling here to be, visit with other families and traveling here to, to do travel bar and other things. We didn't see that, so our numbers were down. And I think last month, I would have liked to have been better earlier on helping us create marketing in certain areas that would have helped smooth that gap a little bit, I guess. So that's I, one I, of
1: I totally agree with you. In fact, this just was one of those months that was a, a reminder of how important marketing is in every business that you're involved. So the fact is, and this is just a, a word of caution. If you're into the short-term rental business, the easiest thing to do is to rely on things like Airbnb and VRBO. Like that's all that that's taken care of for me. And while it does help tremendously, especially as you're getting started, because people are going to those sites and they're going to find you, you never can take your eye off the ball of marketing and being creative in your marketing in your local area. Hitting on all sorts of different like ideas and resources that would help you smooth out those places. So one of the things we haven't done a good job of is is networking with different venues around town, networking with uh, real estate agents and people who have people that are in flux all the time for their various real estate needs. That is an important thing that we have got to step up the game on. And as a result, if you're not watching this live again, our short-term rental business lost a little over $7,000 in the month of August. And and we've also taken that one step further. We actually were just talking to our operator today about some really key expenses that could have been reduced or um, eliminated and we just honestly kind of rested on our laurels. So I think that's another way that we could improve going forward is by tweaking in and getting
0: stronger on those expenses. Well, there's multiple ways to profit, right? You can raise income or you can reduce expenses. And the ideal scenario is you're working a little bit on both. I would say we have been heavily focused on income, Mm-hmm. And not necessarily on expenses. We've not been monitoring the utility bills as good as we would, as as good as we could have, right? I think we made some poor decisions in some of the units in the buildings that we went into. We went into 50 year old buildings that were on where we had second floor units that didn't have good tree cover, not really thinking through the utility bills. We see that we've got power bills, $100 to $150 a month greater for the same one bedrooms at one facility as we do another. I mean that adds up, man. That's such dipping into profit significantly and you you see these little tweaks where you know we're charging a certain amount for the guest services, right? And but if if the charge for it is greater than what we're we're receiving, that gets that gets hefty. So I think there's just little bitty things that we've Kind of let go and not focused on as quite as much as we should have. That has cost us in the month of August to be where, hey, we did better than the market. The market in our, our city in Birmingham was about thirty percent occupancy. I think we averaged somewhere around fifty five percent, well below of our, our our goal of eighty to eighty five percent, but you know seventy five percent higher than the market. That's true. So I think that there's some areas we've got to focus on as it relates to our short-term rental business. Talk a little bit about our land flipping business, Joey. That's one of those things everybody um, who, who's followed us for a long enough time has seen our land flipping business continue to rise. We started this business a little over 18 months ago. We've built it up to over $20,000 a month gross and and, you know, people have said, hey, well, what's happening there? Why is it not continuing to grow at the same pace it was? It seems like you guys have stalled a little bit.
1: So a couple of things, just to give you the the true numbers. In the month of August, we had 22, almost uh, 21,951 in our terms sales. Like those are the people that are paying monthly. And we had another night, like $1,950 in cash sales. So three separate things. Sales were, they were $650 a piece. So total, that business brought in almost $24,000 gross and netted uh, sixteen almost $16,700. Seven, $16, so we're still on the rise in, in general, in overall. But over the last five months, excuse me, yeah, four to five months, it hasn't grown at the percentage that it did early on. And, and here's the reality of that. When it comes to building a business, it doesn't always come at the same exact percentage that you're used to seeing in his like history, right? Each and every phase and season of your business will grow. And sometimes it will happen in like large lumps, sums or large increases. Sometimes it's just kind of ebbing and flowing. And I think the, the cool thing for us is because of our partnership with The Land Geek, being able to, to have an operator partner that has been through those seasons, they can speak confidently in a situation like this and say, guys, do you realize what we've built in two years? <laughs> Over $22,000 in passive income in two years, that's an enormous increase if you look at the whole time frame." If there's times where it levels off, that's normal. Don't worry; it's working. It's going to continue to work. So,
0: but but it's hard. I mean, it's hard hard whenever you're impatient, like I am. I'm very impatient. You're spoiled.
1: You're a spoiled brat.
0: Well, well, that's that's, that's what it comes down to. (laughs) Well, early on too, we were putting lots of money into the business, which would allow was allowing us to buy property, buying properties in lots of different counties, which then gave us a very diverse offering to the market. And I think one of the things. That, you know, over as we prepare for tax season, unfortunately, the, a lot of the the states that we own property in, their tax bills are due in September and October, and we've been holding cash in order to pay for those, you know, coming property taxes, That's and right. we've not been putting as much money into the business, so we have not diversified maybe our offering list. It's, it's a little bit, hey, you know, people aren't picking the county that we're in right now, it'll turn around. We just, we just put another $100,000 into that business. I'm excited to see that go out and buy new property, give us a more diverse offering, allow us to start picking back up. So I, I have full confidence that it will, but as a, as anybody who watches this and who gets spoiled, right? You just want more. Give me more. Give me more. I want it faster. I want it now. That's <laughs> right. I think that that's what we saw there with the land flipping business. But if you haven't already taken the time to to seek out the land business, see if that's part of what your investor DNA would say you're a fit for. I'd send you to thelandgeek.com and you can see what this is all about. You can obviously hear it plenty of times on our show. We've held We've hosted Mark Podolsky, The Land Geek, um, multiple times on the podcast. We refer to you all to those so that you can find out more about that process. Joey, talk a little bit about our crypto miners. So we, we've we had some changes. I, I know some of the changes have happened here as we're recording this in September. But what were, what were some of the results that we've had in the month of August as related to our Ethereum mining? So uh, combined,
1: we mined uh, a, a little over 54... 54- Almost fifty-four hundred dollars in gross uh, revenue streams from that, and netted uh, after expenses, uh, a little over two thousand, maybe twenty-one hundred, which was an increase from the previous month. And uh, the 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 deal is is when you're talking about changes, the actual price of Ethereum has moved a good bit, but also there's Ethereum itself is shifting from proof of work to proof of stake. And what that's going to do is that's going to require us to take our existing computers and machines and shift them to a different type of coin to mine. Now, there is some talk about them potentially extending that, but from our our operating partners, they said it could be happening any day now. And so we're just kind of preparing for that. What
0: would you add to that? I would add that it's already happened. What are you talking about? Okay. Well, there <laughs> the you merge. go. The merge happens, stallion. Now, that was a I, I'm always issue. behind.
1: I'm always that the was a one September last issue,
0: week. so I didn't know if you wanted to talk about that. That didn't happen in August. I'll hold of talking about that. I'm sure you're going to be interested in what coins are we mining now that we can no longer mine the Ethereum, and how do we believe that that's going to impact the future of crypto mining and will we be making any adjustments and the answers are yes but they're coming i'll hold those for the month of september a little bit of price fluctuation not a ton i i would say that i beat the stallion uh, in another month and uh, handedly beat you as i look at our theory mining i what is that five almost six x you bro like you have that many sad. more computers than me, okay? Let's let's just not let's not Do make I have six X more computers than you do? Or mine just that I think more, so, I'm pretty sure. That that much faster than yours.
1: Uh you know, who's keeping score? I didn't even know we switched to proof of stake. Okay, it's just <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah, let's yeah. move on.
0: Well speaking of computers, <laughs> we're back to syndications people ask us all the time do we invest in syndications and if you don't know what a syndication is it's an investment that's usually been brought to the market in the form of a 506c or 506b offering which allows private investors to group together to invest in something that maybe they wouldn't be able to otherwise sometimes it's apartment complexes sometimes it's multifamily, family um, mobile home parks storage car wash and usually, Stallion, usually we do not invest in those. Why?
1: Because we just, we don't want to sit back and just like allow everything to go. And we want to have some sort of influence on it, some sort of advisory role potentially. That That's where we want to be. That's our sweet spot. Russ, I remember my dad specifically say to me, Joey, you got to go to college. I don't want you to end up like me. And you know what my dad was saying is in order for things to change, things have to change. You can't end up just like me.
0: Well, I think, I mean, we, we as parents, sometimes we take on the burden thinking about our kids and, and how we want something better for them. And we want to know what will their future look like if I don't take action, if I don't do something different. See,
1: in my house, I'm the role model. You're your kid's role model. And the buck stops with you. It's time to take action If you're ready to take action, join us at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash passport and get started on your own journey to financial freedom. All right, let's jump back into this
0: episode. But there's times where we do. We invested in a syndication a couple of years ago, put a little over a hundred thousand into an ATM syndication. Why would we do that?
1: Because we felt like they could do it better than we could. How about that?
0: Is that a is that a good enough reason? Right, well, we, we definitely wouldn't be able to, um, you know, go out and have, we wouldn't, uh, not that we couldn't, we didn't want to go out and find the leases to put buy actual computer ATM machines, put them there, and then show up with a bag full of money every two to three days, um, looking over our shoulder like the two cops off the, uh, or the, the two security guards of Groundhog Day, you know, I think mean, that's not <laughs> what we were interested in.
1: So, agree yes. with that. But yes. there's
0: also some tax benefits behind certain investments and this was one of those where we got a lot of depreciation from the units initially and I would say I'm I'm fairly confident that was one of the bigger reasons why we did it. Not only did it cash flow, but it also provided some tax benefits.
1: Yep, totally agree. And that that's been solid at $2,184 uh, every month and it will be a 7-year time frame that that will be. So we're, we're coming up
0: on the end of two years here in a little bit. So we got five strong years ahead of us. Do you see us investing in another one of those this fall, this winter?
1: I don't know. I think uh, we've got some other things cooking that we're going to bring to you in September that may, you know, may actually fill in some of those gaps.
0: What do you think? But, well, here's one of the things I think is super interesting. Like, and this was an example of it. Our, our friend, Sharon Srivatsa, in our master class, shared a, a concept of doubling every 5 years and it's not it's not magic right if you find an investment that can grow at 15% per year and i mean i think that that's the low watermark for what we're looking for i know our atm stuff was more like 17 to 18% but if you can grow your investment by 15% per year every 5 years joey what happens it doubles it doubles, right? So I would say if we can find maybe some opportunities there, we would maybe look at that because then now we can take and not a hundred thousand, we take two hundred thousand in five years and do it, and five years from that we can take four hundred, four hundred thousand, and eight hundred, and a million six, three point two. You get the you get the math there. But that's I, I think that there's some interesting um, ideas there. I would love to see if we couldn't be an owner in that. I don't want to be the operator, but maybe be an owner in a syndication that maybe does some of those things. I definitely need to get some of our tax dollars that we are going to be paying and see if I can't make an investment instead of having to pay the government. That's something that's super interesting. Who, who doesn't like that idea, right?
1: Just, I mean, you're going to pay it one way or the other, you might as well pay it into an investment not uncle Sam.
0: Break that down. What does that even look like for somebody?
1: Well, so so instead of the tax bill that you would have normally paid straight to the IRS, using that to purchase into either a syndication or to your point, maybe being a GP or general partner on another syndication and then utilizing the tax uh, depreciation or other strategies to then knock out what you would have had to pay. Now you've got the best of both worlds, Right you no longer have that tax bill and it's now started a cash flow that didn't
0: exist before. Would you say it differently than that? Or is that, I mean, no, that's exactly right. Take the money. Like if you had a a tax bill of 30,000 or 300,000 and you could invest it and that investment could provide the tax deduction that you just talked about that offset the rest of your income hey, it w- what a win. If you can do that and then create income off of it, now you're ahead of the game.
1: And well, it, it becomes the question, how many times do you want to do that?
0: <laughs> as often and, as possible, right? Well, and, and it's these sort of thought processes that aren't just shared with us normally. We don't think about it that way. We're not thinking about, man, at the end of the year, I'm going to have 100000 hundred thousand, three $300,000 tax bill. I wonder what I could invest in that could do away with it. Now, our CPAs give us advice. It's something like, Hey, you got, a, you got a bunch of money sitting in your business account. You got to go buy a truck. Like, <laughs> I mean, I guess if you need a truck, right? But like a truck doesn't necessarily bring in income for us. It, oh, I tell you what, I got even a better idea for you. You got to put it in one of these qualified accounts, like a IRA uh. or a pension plan. And then now you don't have to pay tax on that money. Don't don't make me throw up, Russ. Please, like, please don't talk don't, like that. don't give me these ideas. These are kicking the can down the road ideas. Not to mention, I want to offset the other seven hundred thousand of income, not just that three hundred, right? That's I want right. to offset the rest of it. How do I do that? Well, maybe there's a way to go buy an asset that's worth three, four, five, ten million dollars, and all we have to show up with is the three hundred thousand. And here's here's the thing I want to share to this real quick this is not this is not a unique idea to me I follow Alex Hormozzi. he's on he's been on our podcast he and his wife Leela they they built a business sold it for hundred million dollars and he said do you know the fastest way to make a million dollars Joey? the fastest way to make a million dollars I think I saw this one so I'm not going to steal your thunder go ahead steal it for me I, I'm okay with it steal it what's the fastest way to, to make a million dollars? He
1: said to buy like a ten million dollar company and increase it by <laughs> ten percent. Buy,
0: buy it for ten million, sell it for eleven.
1: That's right,
0: right? I mean that that to me play with bigger to, dollars at the, it, at the it, end. If of If you the want to make a hundred million dollars, buy one for a hundred million and sell it for two hundred. Now right. you got to know how to do that, right? But some people are gifted in understanding how to buy real estate undervalued. Some people are gifted in understanding how to buy business undervalued. Well. There's fast, faster ways to creating wealth than what we we make it out to be by just thinking that we have to invest in the stock market like our our CPAs tell us. Now speaking of fast ways to lose money, I mean make money. Let's talk about um, cousin Eddie for a second.
1: Cousin Eddie is fast. I don't know if you've <laughs> driven him lately.
0: I have, I have um, driven him, and it was not fast. That is, <laughs> that is a lie. That, that is a tank um, <laughs> built. Uh, like in a in a paper shell driving down the road.
1: <laughs> it, no, I, you're actually more accurate than I was. But so Cousin Eddie was taken out of service in the month of August. Unfortunately, for for good. No, he had to. No, he had to get his transmission done, and thankfully, uh, you know, replaced. And it was because he's been he's been roughed up. I think guys like Russ Morgan take him on trips, and they just. They don't, they don't take care of them. You know, he just, he gets mistreated. Um, The good news is the actual parts were covered in the warranty and he's back on the road. But the month of August was a low time. I will say this, talking to my operator, the month of August was actually a really difficult month in the entire RV rental space. And I think it's similar to what we saw in the short-term rental space. People weren't traveling as much. People weren't focused on experiences like driving an RV and and enjoying a a trip with your family. So, you know, he's coming back strong in September. We're gonna we're gonna watch him come back.
0: Hey, this isn't the first time Cousin Eddie's had to replace something, like the time he had to replace the metal plate in his head with the plastic one. You know, because every time Catherine uh, would rev up the microwave, he'd wet his pants and forget who he was for about half an hour. Yeah, I get it, man. Very similar. I, Very yeah, similar. I, I understand. Well, uh, I, I'm, glad, I'm glad Eddie's back on the road. I'm actually thinking about renting Eddie from you in November. Ryan's birthday is in November. He says, I want to go camping again. Now, camping for me is I'm going to sleep on a bed somewhere. It's not going to be in a tent. If it isn't a tent, I'm going to be on a blow up mattress a luxury uh, edition. But I, I think I may borrow it. I just probably will not drive nearly as far as I did last time because I'm just not into that. That's just that.
1: Yeah. I like, I like how you do that with your kids when you go camping. You, you're you like, hey, kids, um, you guys are on the floor. I'm on the air mattress. <laughs> hey, Have fun. That's
0: what camping's all about, man. You know what a happy camper <laughs> is? The one leaving the campground, right? That's what Tim Gaffigan <laughs> says. All right. Well, all right. We, we had a couple other little things in here I want to share. Uh, one, uh, our community, which is an area of people – uh, have, have asked us about the information space. I was actually talking Joey the other day with my now 15 year old. She comes to me and says, "Hey, Dad, I want to make some money." I'm like, okay, well, you know how to make money, right? And she's like, "Uh, I don't want to do that whole like mental thing." <laughs> what? I'm like, well, like I, I've told her, here's how you make money. You can read books. I give her a, a list of like 15 books that she can read from. I gave her, uh, you can take courses on how to start any sort of business if you want to. You can start a business of any sort. Like, literally, I don't care if you make money. You can start a business of any sort. I'll pay you for it. And she was like, I don't want to do that, though. And I'm finished with schoolwork. I just would rather just go, you know, do something. Can I wash your car or, like, shred paper in your office? And I'm like, "Mm, you can, but I'm not going to pay you for it. That's right. Because I don't want Ooh. to reward bad behavior because in or or instill what I would say is bad habits, right? Like we were taught as little kids to work for money. And I don't want to teach my kids that. I want to give them a way to think through it. So we go to breakfast the next morning, Joey. And she says, okay, what other options do I have? And I said, well, we can think through. There's short-term rental like your sister's doing. There's land flipping like your cousin's doing. She's like, ah, it's not really what I'm into. I was like, "What do you like doing?" She's like, "Well, I like drawing. I like creating my videos on Pinterest." And she's got a couple hundred followers on her Pinterest account. I'm like, "Well, there's affiliate marketing." She says, "What's affiliate marketing?" <laughs> I was like, "Okay, well, let me let me explain to you what that is." And I went through and talked to her about how we had interviewed Pat Flynn with Smart Passive Income and John Lee Dumas with EO Fire, and I'm forgetting her name right now. Um, uh, Sandra Gardner. It's not Sandra Gardner. It's another um, Gardner. But yes.
1: I know what you're talking about.
0: Who who had basically traveled the the U.S. in her and her husband in an RV like Cousin Eddie. Yes. And she had a laptop. And all she did was work through that. So I think all of those things were areas in which um, people were making money without having to actually work. And through that, I said, you could do that on your Pinterest account. You could create ads who work with other people. So I actually pointed her to you, Joey. I said, hey. Mr. Joey has this hundred unicorns business that is fledgling and you could literally what? draw unicorns and, and like she, what she does is she'll start drawing an image and then she'll touch it and it'll like come to life. Right. And I was like, oh. that could be any product that Mr. Joey has. And then you could put a little link like, Hey, if you, if your sister, your brother needs a Christmas present, you're looking for something, you'll tell your mom about this for them. Here you go. And that's how you can become an affiliate marketer. Well, inside of our community, we have courses, we have other affiliate items that people purchase and we get paid a little bit about, uh, as well as we get paid a little bit when people watch videos like this one on YouTube.
1: That's right, right. And so you're just, you're literally speaking where people are listening, they don't know what you're talking about the dollar amount. So the community last month netted $9,029 and on YouTube, we made a hundred dollars and 22 cents. So uh-huh. nothing amazing, but it is, it is definitely increasing every month. And we're so grateful for your support in that um, hundred unicorns only lost $30 and 16 cents last month. So that was a big win. Um, the good news is, is your daughter and my daughter are best friends. So as you're encouraging your daughter, to use 100 Unicorns to be an affiliate marketer, let's say. I am simultaneously getting my daughter to do an audit of the website to say, what needs to happen to make this better? Like, what are some emails that you could write to our list to help them to see the products that they're missing? What are some social media posts that you could put out that would get people to love unicorns all over again? And we're gonna we're gonna revive this thing, man. Like hundred unicorns is about to take flight in a positive way. I promise you. Now, lastly, Russ, we cannot leave this undone. The biggest win in August has got to be the sale of Chelsea Manor. You wanna talk oh, talk about that? Yes as, yes. as we round it out, we gotta at
0: least let people know. Well, we're we're home flippers. I mean, you know, like hey, <laughs> you know, they're... <laughs> There's all these shows on HGTV about these people, you know, like doing all this work and flipping houses and look, we did no work. We bought a house. We held on to it for eight months, not on purpose. <laughs> and we, we sold it and we paid real estate agents. We paid construction people for design work. We never had them do. We paid attorneys for work that they did and some didn't do. And we made $13,000, bro. Like I we're geniuses. We're like basically uh, real estate experts. And, and I think
1: the amount of hours that we had to put into making that $13,000 was probably uh, $1.75 an hour is uh, what we ended up making. <laughs>
0: what, what do you mean? Well, we put no time in that. What time <laughs> did you put into that?
1: Uh the amount of hours of going over to that property, talking to different contractors, talking to attorneys about it, having phone calls, following up with bogus buyers. I mean, there was a lot of hours that added up over the time. I don't know if it was truly a seventy five, but uh,
0: it dude, felt uh, like the, it, right? The, the most hours that were put into that place was me trying to run off the kids there, getting ready to throw a party in it. Uh, yeah. Now, th- th- there was some time put in that, but I don't know what other time... It- I mean, yeah, you've sent some text messages, but dude, I feel like that's your like lifeblood that that phone's connected it's one of my to. Gifts. You.
1: Well, when you add in having to meet with redneck mayors and uh, crazy neighbors, that that was that was taxing.
0: Yeah, that that did that did add up. I, w- I will say that. I know we're I know we're out of time, at Stallion. We we've got to we've got to pick it up in the month of September. I I don't like putting a number on the board that's less than the previous month, so we got some work to do. Uh, We've made some investments, and uh, we're going to be sharing some of those positive numbers. Actually, we got a couple of things that are going to be added on the board next month, so I think that's pretty cool. Hope you guys enjoy uh, this this episode. And as always, if you haven't had time, uh, please take. Uh, take time to rate, review, subscribe to the show on YouTube and share it with somebody else. We want to beat the big tech algorithm. The way we do that is by your reviews. So we thank you for always listening and sharing this. Have an amazing day. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry.